Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and for the first episode back after the holiday break is Justine Tapp, personal trainer and fitness instructor. With the new year in full swing, Justine shares some motivational tips on how to make 2023 your healthiest year yet. Here to talk about her passion for health and fitness is Justine. Casey's Confidential. I'm so excited to have you on and to have you on the podcast, not only because I take a workout class with you twice a week, but you know, it's the start of the new year. This is the time of year we often hear those phrases of new year, new me, you know, diet starts now, all of that, which I want to get into with you in a bit. But first for listeners who don't know you, I'd love to hear a little more background on yourself and just your journey in to the fitness world. So my name is Justine Tapp. I'm a personal trainer at City Gym in Waldo and Title Boxing Club off of 81st and State Line, which is also not too far, kind of same area. Um, and I've titled my personal training business Tap Into It Fitness, which kind of plays off my last name. But like my slogan, it kind of ties all together. So you're tapping into your passion with me, tapping into your potential, tapping into your purpose. So that's what I want to help everyone achieve. I grew up though, south of St. Louis in a small country town, grew up working on a dairy farm. I played sports, you know, all growing up. I moved away to college and I played soccer and softball at the same time in college, which was a lot. After that, though, I also had like a short stint of cage fighting when I lived in Columbia, Missouri, which always shocks people when I tell them that. But when I lived in Columbia, then I finished my bachelor's degree in health sciences. So that was back in 2012. And right after that, I moved out to Kansas City to complete my graduate program at Rockhurst University. So went there for occupational therapy. And during that time, um, I was also working full-time at a general nutrition center. They're called GNCs around this area. And that's like a supplement store. They have vitamins, herbs, proteins, stuff like that. So that was the time I kind of like found my passion back into fitness. Because if you can imagine after I was done with like sports and cage fighting and then moving to a new city where I was working full time and completing a graduate program, like my lifestyle had changed completely. And I also just even had like my own transformation at that time because I put on a bunch of weight. I wasn't doing the same activity that I was used to doing, you know, and I was living on my own in a new city. But that's like what sparked my my fitness journey back. And I thought it would just like keep going as a hobby at that point because I found it again, kept going with it. So I completed my master's degree then in 2015 and got a job as an occupational therapist. And then a few years into doing that, someone that I knew of that worked at Title Boxing Club, they reached out to me um, because they needed trainers. And somehow she knew that I had like a cage fighting background. So started doing that in 2019, just as a side gig. And I was teaching up to like seven classes a week and still working full-time as an occupational therapist. That kind of led me to then finding City Gym because um, someone I knew there also knew that I was teaching boxing and they needed a boxing instructor at City Gym. So that started in about 2021. So I was like juggling all these things all at once for like a long time. And it hasn't been 
until this past year, I started transitioning from working full-time as an occupational therapist to now working full-time as a personal trainer. The cage fighting was a fact that I recently learned about you, which is very cool. And obviously fitness has been in your life from the beginning. So did you always think that it would eventually become a part of your life professionally? Or it really wasn't until you were working at GNC when you were like, okay, this is really the path I think I'm going to go down. I mean, not even that. I like always knew probably I found that passion again, like it would always continue to be a hobby. But really, it wasn't until like the pandemic, literally working in an acute care hospital as a therapist during the pandemic, just mentally, I was like, there's no way like it was just awful. And so um, I even met with Haley, the owner of City Gym. When she meets with people, she like does these neighborhood walks and talks instead of like a sit down meeting which I think is like the greatest thing ever. So we literally like walked the neighborhood and I just like talked to her and picked her brain about just training full time because I was so just burnt out on the hospital setting. And she just kind of like helped me realize that I could really like be successful in that career and just as successful as I was as an occupational therapist. But honestly, I even think that being a a personal trainer now, I think my background as an occupational therapist like helps a ton. So like I wouldn't change the process that it took for me to get to this point, you know. It's awesome that Haley took you on a walk because so much about fitness, you know, obviously focuses on the body, but there is a huge mental component to it of when you feel good and you can think clearly and it's sort of all tied in together. So is that something for you too, that during the pandemic, you felt like, okay, I need to kind of get back into this. That's what I was like reflecting. I was like, I feel so much better when I leave this setting, the gym and like picking people up and lifting them up versus when I was leaving the hospital and just like feeling drained. You know, I just didn't want to feel that way anymore. And I loved how I felt leaving the gym. I love how I was helping others too at the gym. Like I was still in a career that I'm helping people, which is like what I've always done, but just mentally such a better place for me to be in. You know, being able to instruct people too in workout classes, it's one thing to be able to be a part of a class and you're listening to an instructor and following what the steps are, following the exercise, but to be able to actually instruct people and you're and you're a great instructor and I love the way the sort of class is set up that I take with you what sort of like that mental shift too because to be able to instruct others you know what kind of process did you go to learn how to do that I mean I think it just took like the experience and even like starting at title really helped that experience but also just for me personally like I never wanted to be that trainer that was like drill sergeant personal trainer Like my goal for everything that I do in the gym is to make it fun. I want people to come and like be excited and like leave that class and be like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Like, I don't even care if, I mean, obviously you're going to get a good workout in, but if you can like literally laugh and have a good time during it, like that's just all bonus. I love it. I love just making it like the most fun experience that people can have. You know, I think that's one thing with City Gym too, that when I joined, I personally was, I was not a fan of workout classes at Mm -hmm. other gyms I had been part of. I really didn't like the way they made me feel about myself. I didn't like the way that they were set up. But one thing I have noticed that City Gym does so differently. And I think anyone who works there or belongs there would say that cheesy as it is, there like really is 
a community there and like everyone in the class takes time to introduce themselves. If there's someone new to the class, people will like step aside and be like, oh, is this your first time? Did you just join City Gym? And people really take the time to get to know each other, which at first, first again, for someone who like didn't like classes, I was kind of like, what the hell is this? Like, where <laughs> am I? Not only are you making the class fun, but I think that energy is so well taken by everyone there that people like want to get to know the people they're working out with, not just like, oh shit, like I got to get up and I have to yeah. get a good workout okay. in and I just need to get a good sweat and then you leave and don't really think about it again. Right. And it's totally like, just even after the pandemic too, like we all love, like we are social beings. So like to go, it's crazy to me that some people at a lot of gyms, you go to a class, you don't even know who's standing next to you like every day of the week. You don't have like that interaction at all. But that's completely like a totally different story at City Gym. And that's what I want to continue to strive for, you know, at City Gym too, is the community, that social aspect, feeling welcome and not feeling like you have to be at a certain place in your journey to like go to classes you know, to be a part of that community. Another thing too, with Friday classes, there is a special after class gathering. So could you tell me uh, every Friday what the class does when it's over? Yeah. So we always have our city strength class at 530 AM. But the perk after that, one of our members actually started this Lindsay. And just like little by little, we all decided right after class, we all would hop over to Crow's Coffee, which is literally just walk, a walk from the gym. So we all go to Crow's Coffee after Friday classes just to kind of like catch up and socialize with each other. And it's a thing that literally just happens every Friday now. And the group is getting bigger and bigger too, which is just exciting and great. Your mantra says on your website that the difference between who you are and who you want to be is what you do. Can you explain a little more in depth what you mean by that? Yeah, this is always something because to me, I've always wanted to be like that badass woman that could just like kick ass. And like, what's holding anyone back from being that? Like, no one would have ever thought I would have cage fought, you know, or done MMA. And I probably never would have either. But literally, all I had to do was go to an MMA gym, start training, and then like, boom, I'm that person that I always like aspired to be, you know, so literally all it comes down to is what you do. Like that can be related to fitness easily. Like you want to be that person that can bust out a bunch of unassisted pull-ups. Obviously what you have to do is like work on assisted pull-ups, work on pull-up variations, et cetera, to work your way to that goal. But what I love about this is that it doesn't just relate to fitness either. Like it can relate to so many different aspects in life. Like something as simple as like you want to be like the best partner or spouse, literally do the steps it takes to be that, like communicate openly with your partner, complete those small tasks that they might nag you about, you know, every now and then. So that's what I love about it is that it doesn't just apply to, you know, the fitness world. It can apply to anywhere. You want to be someone, do the things you want to do to to be that person. In terms of fitness, what motivates you to, you know, make your overall healthy lifestyle a priority? Yeah. A lot of people like assume that, you know, being a personal trainer, obviously that motivation would be easy, but it's not. The motivation for me, honestly, is just like being the best version of myself for clients. But even outside of like my fitness career, my motivation was always to be the best version of myself. 
um, because I know when I prioritize my health and fitness, everything's better. My relationships are better. My time management is better quality of sleep, you know, like it pours into so many different things. So that's my biggest motivation is just like being the best version of myself for others. And then even I've kind of experienced this with a lot of my jobs, you know, that I've had up until this point, because it's always been with helping people in occupational therapy. I was a personal care attendant at some point too, like at a group home. Um, but even as a trainer, all these careers are like helping other people. And I've noticed like at my lowest times, sometimes I would feel resentful or almost irritated about how much time I took into like caring for others and how much effort I was putting into others. And I'm sure anyone, especially like in the healthcare field can relate to that. Like you put so much into other people that you kind of become irritated and resentful of the whole situation. So I noticed in order to avoid that sort of feeling, I had to make sure like I was taking care of myself first and then make sure that like my cup was full first before I can help like pour into others. So honestly, that's my biggest motivation is just being the best I can for everyone around me. What are some things you do uh, for yourself to make sure your cup is full? Well, one of my splurges, I get a, a monthly massage. So I think that's great. A little self-care, but like literally the simple things like eating a nice, healthy diet, like working out. And it seems so silly, but when I'm not working out, like I just, I don't feel great, you know, and it's hard to like do the things. And sometimes you'll just want to lay around forever and not do anything, but the movement in itself helps me and just like eating the way I know is best for my body. And just those little things, like the little splurge of getting massage once a month is that's my, my type of self-care sleeping in on the weekends. Cause I don't get to do that during the week ever. That's a definitely a big one. My wife knows like on Saturday, Sunday, she knows there's no alarm being set and there's nothing to wake me because that's like my time. Going back to being instructor, where do you find motivation for the things you are doing in the classes and even just the music you play? Where are you finding all of that inspiration? Um, I mean, it all just boils down to me making sure people are having fun and making sure that it's like all encompassing that my classes can fit like any sort of experience level in the class. Like I don't want someone to feel left out because maybe it's too hard. I really like try to have like my modifiers make it challenging if it can be, or if you want to make it challenging, but if you're just there to get your movement in, then I'm happy that you're there. So that's like my biggest motivation is just for it to be fun. And that even boils down to the music that plays. Some days in class, I'll do this sometimes on Fridays too. Fridays are just fun, but I'll have like music requests. So literally while we're working out, I'll ask like so-and-so like, okay, what, what song is up next? What do you, like, what are you listening to in your workouts that you want to hear right now? in the class itself. And that's cool too, because it, it's a way to get to know each other in class. Like one guy, John, he, I didn't realize he's such a big Post Malone fan until I started doing that. And I was like, there's, I would have never guessed for him to be a Post Malone fan, you know? You can really learn a lot by a yeah. person with their music choice. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that was a great thing to, you know, start incorporating too. That's one of the things I love about you as an instructor as well you said the modifiers because with everything that you're teaching you offer a modifier but you do it in a way that isn't shameful of yeah. just appreciate with your classes that you do emphasize them being fun but at the same time 
because right. again, you, you want them to have fun. You're here to work out, to work your body, but mm-hmm. not like to move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what like, I've noticed even experiencing other classes, just like in my lifetime, some trainers don't, don't even offer modifiers. So those people that can't do that move that they just showed, like, you just don't even feel like you belong at that point. And that's like the worst feeling that we as trainers can ever give someone. I want anyone to feel like they can do a workout. And some people too, they have this mindset that they can't attend class yet because they're not at that level. And I don't want anyone to ever feel that way because you're joining a gym mostly to get better. And you might not be at that point that you think you should be to join a class, but I want everyone to feel like that can be your starting point is class, you know, because of the options that I'm giving you. Do you ever take a class and an instructor shows a move and you're like, oh, I definitely want to incorporate that in the next class that I teach? For sure. Literally just the other week, I took Amber's TRX strength class. I learned multiple moves that you can do with a TRX that I was like clueless about. But that's a great thing too. Like trainers that don't do that and don't take other people's classes, you can kind of get stuck in doing like the same things over and over. So I feel like it's super healthy for us trainers to experience other people's classes to kind of get ideas. And even like we can get really great ideas from it, or you can also notice something that you're like, Hey, I probably wouldn't do that because of X, Y, Z, you know? So like you're learning pros and cons, but most of the time I'm getting like great ideas, you know, for my next class that I plan. It's the start of the new year. You know, we are often hearing people talk about their New Year's resolutions. And I often think people use the phrasing new year, new me. And as some, as a personal trainer and someone professionally in the fitness world, I wanted to ask you, what are your opinions about that and this time of year and hearing phrasing like that? I know like this time of the year, everyone has their opinions and it's mostly like it's regular gym goers. They start to get really irritated at this time that all of a sudden their gym is more busy. Their piece of equipment might not be free like it used to be, you know, before the new year. But I would just hope everyone can like sit back and reflect because my thought is it takes some sort of motivation for anyone to get started. It could be something like you got a health scare, you're having a kid, a grandkid, you're getting married, etc. So if a new year's resolution is that thing for you to get motivated, then use it and don't be ashamed of anyone else that has any other opinion about it. Because it took them some sort of motivation too to get started. It might not have been a New Year's resolution, but it was some sort of motivation. Personally, I don't really term it as New Year's resolution in my mind. I just literally set goals for the new year. So that's what I would even encourage anyone. Just literally set a goal and make it a measurable goal. Like some sort of goal such as I'm going to go work out more. That is not measurable at all. It's not going to hold up in any sense. Make it a measurable goal, like something specific. I'm going to go to the gym three times a week, you know, for the first three months. And then maybe then in March, reevaluate if you kind of fell off a little bit, make that goal measurable again by saying, I'm going to go to the gym two times a week, you know, just kind of keep reevaluating in that sense so that you can really keep your goal and it not just be a new year's resolution at that point. It's like a year long goal that you're working towards, but I don't, I don't think anyone should hate on it. I think it's a good motivating factor if you need it. 
I like your phrasing of it shouldn't be a resolution. It should be a goal and then something you're able to actually measure and be able to keep track of. So other than setting measurable goals, what are some other tips that you would have for anyone who's looking to either fine tune their fitness journey or those who are really wanting to start? That would be my top tip is literally just start where you are. Um, Even the people that have a great fitness background and experiences, even if you let off for a little while, when you start back up, you still literally have to start where you are. So don't be intimidated by others, what they're doing around you in the gym. And don't even be intimidated by like the point that you were at maybe one point in time in the gym. Like you're running your own race. It's your own journey. That journey is not always this straight 45 degree angle up. There's sometimes rock climbing moments. There's cliff drops, you know, crawling paces, sprinting paces. Um, But that's why it's called a journey. You know, you literally just have to start where you're at and just go. It's really hard to not compare yourself to others or as you just said, to where you used to be at some point, but there's so many factors in life and things change and can't just constantly beat yourself up. And right. You're going to get nowhere if you keep doing that. You know, you just got to start with where you're at. I'm not at the same level I was 12 years ago, you know, when I was cage fighting, like that's a completely different time in life. And that's what I wish everyone would understand. Like there are phases in life that fitness might not be your priority. And that's okay because maybe there's other things in your life that kind of took precedence at that time. But yeah, that's why it's the journey. You just got to kind of go with where you're at and go through it. I really, I like that. I think that's a great takeaway. Uh, When you are not working, what does life look like for you? Um, Well, if anyone follows me on social media, you know that every day we take a walk with our dogs. So that's like a occurring thing. And on social media, it's kind of a big deal because we always take a video or a picture with our dog Piper because she either carries like a stick, a log or like literally a branch sometimes. So every day we're walking them. That's their favorite thing to do. So we do that all the time. We recently just moved to this area too where we're at. So I feel we're like exploring Waldo Brookside, you know, any chance that we get lately. But outside of that, my wife and I, we love to travel like any chance that we get. And we go on some like unusual, we go to unusual places that people have never heard of, mostly because I just travel on a deal all the time. People think like we're just, you know, probably made of money, but literally I just find a deal and we go and we're flexible. So it's helpful. Um, So like our honeymoon, we went to the Cook Islands. Some people have heard of it because of Survivor, like a long time ago, I think, the show. And then our most recent trip was a bucket list trip that, again, I found a a deal for, but that was the Maldives we went to in September. That was pretty awesome. But even like during the pandemic, obviously, we couldn't travel like we would want to. So we bought a 1985 Class A Winnebago motorhome. And we like renovated it. And took it like camping and road tripping with our dog. And it was like probably my favorite time in my life was having that RV. But we just like to do adventurous things, spontaneous things, you know. It's always fun to hear where other people travel, especially when you go to more obscure places that aren't as well-known or touristy. So Uh that's our favorite thing for sure. We hate like, I don't know. 
we do sometimes go to like the same place every now and then, but I would rather just explore like a new place every time I travel too. You said you're still sort of exploring the Waldo and Brookside area. Is there anywhere in that area that jumps out to you as one of your favorites or somewhere that you go back often? The wildest thing is, so we don't like dine out much and we don't like drink out and party much. I just feel like we're kind of older in that sense. Like that's kind of the younger scene. But anytime we have guests come stay with us in our area, it's a lot of fun because we're literally just like walking distance to everything. So we'll take our guests to all these places and they're always like, oh my gosh, you guys must come here all the time. And my wife and I are usually like, well, this is the first time we've been here. So we've experienced that. But places that obviously Crow's Coffee is one of our like more frequent hangout spots, which we love. But also, have you been to Dodson's? Oh, yeah. I have a Cosmo burger. Yeah. All the time. So that's good. But like we sat in there. I've had that Cosmo burger a few times, I think, at this point. But they have a a plant-based option. So we have that and they have a gluten-free like bun. So it's great because they have options for us, which is kind of unique. But inside of Dotson's, they have live footage of the zoo, like the penguins were showing. They have retro episodes of The Price is Right. Like it's just the coolest vibe and environment and their old fashioned is great. So like that's a win for me all around. Are there any trails that you like to go on in particular with your wife and your dog or is do you typically stick to the neighborhood? We usually stick to neighborhood walks. We'll do the the trolley trail is super convenient and close. So that's another thing. It's actually kind of disappointing moving from the area I came from in Jefferson County, Missouri, like it's kind of now more down in the Ozarks. So like their terrain and their hiking is like on a whole different level than where we're at in Kansas City. So I honestly haven't found any like hikes here that I love. But the great thing about Kansas City is you could just jot over to Colorado, go on the greatest hikes ever. Yeah, I haven't found anything I love here yet, but I'm open to suggestions. Actually, when I, I applied for a bunch of OT schools in Kansas City, being one of them, it was literally one of my like last ones that I like wanted to go to because it was like kind of too close to home for me I wanted to go much further away and my first few years it like took a long time for me to like being in Kansas City because I mean when I first came here I was so clueless on even like where I was like my first apartment was in Roland Park and I was just clueless on all the different areas of what Kansas City like involved or where to live you know yeah it took me a long time to get to that point. And then living out in independence for a while, you know, you're kind of like still on the outskirts and you still don't really experience the city. But now that I'm here, I like love being in the city. Well, if there was anything you could change about Kansas City, what would Mm -hmm. it be? Better public transportation. Like, I know it's getting better and I'm excited about like the streetcar expansion. I do hope that eventually it will make its way down here to like Waldo area. That would be amazing. But like being a tourist in like Chicago, for example, like their L system is just incredible. Or being a, a tourist in Paris, you didn't, I, we never had to get an Uber anywhere. And I just feel like here it's not as easy to be a tourist because of our transportation system. Like you do have to use an Uber but I would love to be that city that doesn't have to. 
<laughs> that's probably the only thing. I agree. And that is something that has come up uh, multiple times on this podcast. It's something that Dan and I actually talk about pretty frequently. He is from the East Coast and grew up going to both Philly and New York City. When he moved to the Midwest, he lived in a small town prior to being here. But we specific to Kansas City talk about all the time of the limited access of public transportation and not only limited access, but how it's almost frowned upon because mm-hmm. it is seen as like, well, if you can afford it, you should be able to have a car or right. you can Uber. Yeah. And I would love to get to a point where, as you said, like in Chicago and other larger cities, it just was the way of life. And no matter right. where you lived in Kansas City, was some form of public transportation that was accessible for everyone. Yeah, I would love to get to that point, like here in the city that you don't need a car. That would be ideal. Or even if we could be like a one car household, which I think we're kind of working our way on that, mostly just because it's so convenient for me. That would be great. Is there anything sort of you have coming up in what you're offering, either in terms of classes or personal training or anything like that you would want listeners to know about? Yeah, I mean, we always run specials at City Gym for big events like with the new year. Um I too, during the new years, I offer like certain group packages or like fitness packages too during the new year. So I think it's always something that people should look out for as you're like making those goals or those resolutions, like see what people can offer and just put yourself out there, you know, try different classes. There's this new thing called class pass. Have you heard of that? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I've experienced like people are at title boxing club using a class pass and then all of a sudden I'll meet them again at city gym using their class pass and they're like hey I just like had you for boxing I'm like yeah that's why you look familiar but something like that you can literally like try out all these different places to like see what's a good fit for you but honestly just come try out city gym because we're a good fit for everyone For anyone who is intimidated by going to classes or feels unsure about them, what advice would you give to someone in that position? The biggest thing is like finding an environment that you feel comfortable and safe in. I believe City Gym does a great job of that. But if you're even nervous beyond that point, something as simple as people sometimes complicate it way too much. Any sort of increase in your activity is going to be good for your health. So whether that, we call it our need, it's like that activity that you don't even have to think about doing. It's not like a workout. It's literally maybe walking a few more steps because you parked further or taking, when you go to the bathroom, going to the furthest stall, you know, like those little things that you don't really think about, but it's things that add up or every hour, especially if you work from home every hour, just get up and walk for 10 minutes, you know, that kind of thing. Don't make it this huge, like ordeal. And if you want to like move a little bit and actually do some sort of workout, just look up something simple. Like YouTube is the greatest source. Look up simple at home body weight workout, and you'll have tons of stuff appear. It doesn't, you don't have to have a barbell or a dumbbell in hand. You can literally use your body weight and get the best workout in, but that would be my biggest, like, tip for anyone just don't overcomplicate it you know make it simple I know for myself when I first started city gym I was just working out on my own and 
I think I'd found an Instagram account that had some moves and they were posting, you know, X amount of times a week. So I would follow these workouts. I think the thing that finally got me to sign up for a class was realizing that I am not a professional. So my knowledge of moves and timing and workouts pair well with other workouts. Mm -hmm. I, I think for me, just finally saying like, you know what? I just have to try it once. If I absolutely hate it, I don't ever have to go back again. Another thing too, I think people are so afraid to feel like they have failed. And I know for myself, even Gina and I have actually talked about this. I have taken dozens of spinning classes Mm -hmm. and I have finally just have to realize I, not only do I not like spinning, it hurts my body. There's something about it that it leaves me sore in a way that's like not not enjoyable, not a good sore. It's like yeah. I'm genuinely some. So I feel like something's wrong with my body. Uh-huh. I think I just I finally had to say to myself after five years of yeah. trying to tell myself I want to like this workout that I feel yeah. like ev- not only was so was and is trendy and so many of my friends and family do, but I had to just say it's not doing anything for me and that's okay. Yeah. And I have to find something else. And that's when I decided to sign up for the strength class in the morning and just say, you know what? It's one class. It's one hour out of my life. I already get up early. So the timing of the class for me for a 5.30 a.m. class wasn't really a factor. It more was the class itself. But I think it's hard for people who are so intimidated as you said, don't overcomplicate it. It really right. is that simple of just, just try it. And like, what's, try it once what is see. the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. That's what I love too. Just about all the different, like there's so many different types of workouts you can do. And there's like, there's runners that love running all the time, or there's people that literally just love to lift weights. Some people just take boxing classes. Like it can be whatever you can find something that you enjoy. Another tip though, I've realized feeling like you have to be at a certain level before you start working with a personal trainer. Like that's probably the dumbest thing that I don't know why all of us think that way, you know, like I get that often, but like what a good time to start with a trainer is when you know absolutely nothing and you want to start getting into this without injuring yourself, you know, without having those setbacks, start basic with a trainer and see what you can learn. Like we even, I offer even if you just want to get familiar with the gym itself, like city gym, still work with me and I'll show you like, show me a piece of equipment you want to learn how to use appropriately. Like sessions that were literally just learning the gym. And I've done that with multiple clients who are now killing like the gym workouts on their own. And they have like their own program in place. But literally all it took was us just working one on one and getting familiar with the gym itself. So I think it's the greatest thing that you can do starting off too is hiring a trainer and just getting comfortable, like feeling like you belong, not feeling like you're getting stared at because you don't know how to move this certain thing on the gym equipment, you know, have someone help you through it. After taking one class, you realize no one gives a crap what you're doing because they're focused on themselves. Like I could not tell you, you know, the weights that anyone in our class handles or do they have good form? Do they have bad right. form? I'm also obviously not the professional, but like realizing so quickly, no one cares, I think was yeah. also a really big relief. 
we're not there to sit there and criticize each other over what you're doing. It's really just like whatever works best for you, which goes back to that you offer the modifiers, which I think it's really great too. And just invites people to, to try the class as well. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like that's the best realization just even in life to realize like no one's staring at you. Like no one cares what you're doing. That's the best thing in the gym. No one cares. They're little, they're there doing their own thing. They do not care what you're doing. I used to be this person, like I used to be such a bad person about being late for things because I cared so much about like what I looked like, especially like this is my biggest thing is like preparing for weddings. Like I used to be so worked up about looking so good for weddings that I'm not even in. And then I got to this point eventually, I'm like, no one cares what I look like. People might like look at the bride some of the bridesmaids, they might care what they look like, but like, why am I like getting all worked up about this? But that's like the best realization just in life. No one cares at all. Everyone cares about their own thing in their world. Everyone's busy with their own stuff. So just having that same mindset in the gym too, like no one cares what you're doing because they are so focused on their own thing. We've already said that you work at Say Gym and Title Boxing. Where can people get in touch with you on social media if they want to learn more about personal training or even reach out for advice? Where can people find all that information? I have my own fitness page. Um, You can find that. It is tap into it fitness and tap with is with two P's like my last name Um, on Instagram. It's just my personal page at tap Justine. Um, I also have a website though that is linked at my Instagram, but that is www.tapintoitfitness.com tapintoitfitness.com. And on there, you can literally see all the different services that I offer. And the pricing is on my website, which is kind of unusual for a lot of people in the fitness world. I feel like they have their websites out and then you have to contact people for pricing. And I hate that. I just like want people to know off the bat what pricing is. So that's great about that because you can look into the services and see exactly on my website. So see all of my services because I offer, it's not only in-person training I do, I do remote training as well. So just online. And that's with personal training and with nutrition coaching. I guess I didn't really talk about that, but I help people kind of figure out what their macros should be, like what their calorie intake should be and help people kind of dial in on that because that is kind of a foreign thing for a lot of people. Even something as simple as like reading a food label, or especially when you're counting macros, all of a sudden you're measuring food on a food scale And it's like, that's not something we ever learned, you know, growing up doing. Um, So I just help people with anything that they need regarding their nutrition coaching. But if you pay for those services too, I kind of follow you week by week, make suggestions on like how you can make diet changes to meet your protein goal or whatever sort of goal that you're really looking at. Um, So that's another option that I do outside of just in-person training. So yeah, lots of different services on there and pricing included. Justine, thank you so much for being on here. I think, again, as we said, just especially this time of year, it's always helpful for people to hear professionals in the fitness world, obviously any motivational tips, but just being able to hear kind of what drives them and what fitness is all about. Because it's not just about being skinny and like looking a certain way. Fitness is 
inner and outer and health is inner and outer. And so being able to help people sort of achieve their overall healthiest self is really great. And I love taking classes from you. You are a great instructor. Classes are so fun. Um, I'm so happy that I found City Gym and found this class. It's been really great for me personally, for my mental health to get back into Mm -hmm. working out and to feel part of the community. So, and you are, and you are part of that. So thank you so much for, for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. You can find Justine's website and social media in the show notes. I cannot recommend taking class from her enough. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Sari, and we'll see you next week. Casey's confidential. Casey's confidential. Yeah. Kansas City's best. Ooh, Casey confidential. Casey's confidential.